Okay, we're recording. Hi, this is Robert, one half of the 12 Pound Podcast. As a quick reminder, the 12 Pound Podcast discusses life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. We are still in season two, Mom. Yes. Do we? Hello. Do we need? Do we need the blood pressure medicine? (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Welcome. We're here. We're in. Uh, we're recording live at the Dakota, Dakota Live Studios. That we are. I'm Philadelphia in a uh, looks very professional. It is professional, Mom. This is professional. This is very professional. I'm a professional. I, I feel a little bit like uh, I don't know, like Diane Sawyer. You're like yeah. No. Kind of. It's kind of cool. Lights. You're like Dottie Sawyer. <laughs> Dot. Dot Sawyer. <laughs> Hey, Dot, can you come down to the studio? Yeah, <laughs> We sure. need somebody to test the mics. <laughs> Dot, <sorry. laughs> That's great. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But we are here, and you're here, so how mm-hmm. are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing just well. Thanks for asking, Rob. Good. You drove in this morning. I did, at the butt crack of dawn. Yeah. And uh, you made it. You brought the dog. I did. I brought little Maddie. And she's okay. Yeah, she's cool. Good. She's cool. She loves to travel. She doesn't, she doesn't care where she goes. As long as she gets in that car, she's happy. That's a good way to. That's a she's good way happy, to ride. I'm happy. Happiness is a good. You know, if it's a car that brings you happiness, get in your car. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Could be, uh, yeah, microphone, a car. Call, yeah, it could be lots of things. It could be like sugar-free gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gum. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably because we're in these studios and they have sugar-free they have, gum over there. They have. It reminds me of. Um, I don't know, like the, it's a very different world um, when, when you have young people in a really professional, it's a gorgeous building, really, really cool. And they have everything you can think of from like kind bars, gummy bears, anything. Lorazepam. <laughs> no, no Lorazepam, <laughs> no Prozac. Um, <laughs> oh, they might. We might have to ask the producer but for they that. They have Tums. They have Tums. Um, which was really nice. I was like, I needed Tom. But yeah, that's the new thing for um, the younger generation. Like they just have whatever they need, you know, to uh, snacks. Although I did see a bottle of gin out there. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's just the entertainment industry. It is, it is. So it was, um, it's, it's beautiful, really beautiful. There's nothing like a gin and tonic after a podcast recording. Like that's so they say. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Well, we, we came here via a lift. Because I didn't want to drive. I had PTSD after my driving experience yesterday. Oh, brother. Yesterday morning, I went to uh, I went to get my car. And I took a picture of where I parked it because, you know, it's Philadelphia and you never know. I go to get to my car and it's gone. It's missing. I, I know. You, MIA. You called me. You said, my car is gone. My car's gone. And I didn't know what was going on because I was not parked illegally. I was not aware of any parking tickets. And, you know, my car isn't, uh, you know, under threat to be repossessed. So I, I thought it was stolen. I thought we were in Philadelphia. We we're in, you know, in the north side of the city. It could be a little bit dodgy, close to Girard Avenue. I called 911 and they answered. Did you call them first? I, of course. No, I told you. No, you didn't follow directions. Well, you know what? I was under duress. <laughs> I even sent you the thing. What to do. What you do. <laughs> You did, and I resented it. I think that you, you could did. be sitting in your ivory tower. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. So I called 911. I said, uh, you know, I think my car was stolen. They said, okay, where are you? They said, just in case, here's a phone number to see if your car was impounded. 
So I call and my car was indeed impounded. And they said I had one ticket. They had, a, I had an outstanding ticket for what she expected. That's the key word, expected to be $93. It sounds reasonable. She said it was an old ticket. She didn't know exactly when, but it was an old ticket. So I kind of put two and two together. Maybe I didn't pay a ticket, you know, from a couple years back. and Or you never got it or it was taken off your car. Whatever, off. it was one ticket. One ticket. So, but they took my car. So my car was up in North Philadelphia, way up in North Philadelphia, north of Port Richmond, underneath the Betsy Ross Bridge. And I had to go down to traffic court. Was there anybody living in it? Not yet. I think if we would have given it another day, <laughs> there would have been a, there would have been a, yeah, a group of people. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, there probably was. Just want, I don't I'm just, know. I'm just asking. I don't know if it's like a same day tenancy thing. <laughs> but luckily, once I did get there, uh, it was under lock and key. And I can't believe my car was not wrecked as a result. But I had to go to traffic court. And I had to immediately because if I didn't. You can't get your car. Can't get your car. And then, of course, you know, it's like a, it's a very expensive hotel, that parking lot that impound lot. So uh, it was $150 just to get it out of there. And then to get it back again would, you know, after several days would have just added up. So I get down there expecting that I have to pay a ticket, but I didn't know exactly how much. And I'm sitting waiting, you put in your phone number. So your last four digits of your phone number are your call number to come up to a window and pay your, pay your bill, your, your ticket to a, a cashier. And while I'm there, it's, it's chaotic. People are upset about the Philadelphia Parking Authority. And that's nothing new. This is not revelatory for this podcast. They've made reality shows. They have, they have about the meter, uh, meter mates. About, yeah, here in Philadelphia, they're, they're somewhat notorious for uh, being quick on the ticket trigger. And I see why. I mean, it was insane. So I was watching, there's only two rows of chairs and there are five cashier um, uh, windows, two of which were operated. Uh, the other three, I'm assuming, were on vacation. And <laughs> and uh, and there was a father and a daughter trying to settle their tickets. And I've never seen a father so upset in my life. He was So he's yelling at this cashier about his daughter. Just this kid has cost me $5,000 in parking tickets on my car that I can't get. How do I? There's got to be a way. She's getting a ticket time and time again for the same thing. Is there any way I can only pay like one big ticket or he's just throwing everything at this cashier? And the cashier said, no, no, no. And he's just getting more and more upset. Five grand. Five grand. So, he, you know, she goes, uh, the cashier says, you know, there are, there are 35 tickets. And then the daughter speaks up and says, no, no, dad, I think it's closer to 25. <laughs> I mean, the person behind me said. Beautiful. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. It's beautiful. <laughs> We're all listening to this kid. So the daughter, the dad turns to the daughter and says, I don't want to hear from you. So he was much kinder to his daughter than the, uh, than the peanut gallery watching this go down. So ultimately, this guy had to pay $5,000. In order to just go get his car. Just to go get his car. Yep. And so, you had to pay. Well, I'm getting nervous now because I'm thinking that $93 might be more. And lo and behold, it was $932. $1,082 with the tow. So this ticket went back to probably 2019. It, it, they said it was an illegal parking ticket, but it, they, they weren't 100% sure because the ticket had been it, not expunged, but it looked like it had been paid in the system, 
and then it came back. So I don't know what happened. I don't have a record of it. Uh, but in order for me to get my car, I had to pay this ticket. And then I have to figure it out with traffic court probably tomorrow. But Do you have a date? No, you just go. Oh. So no, I think it was 9 or 9.30 I was telling people. But you just go. You yeah. just go and you wait in line. And there's. I would imagine the odds are pretty good that something happens in, if you go. Oh, something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the parking authority. I, I had said this to you when you called me on the phone. Like, where do they, who gives them the authority part? Let me say, authority is a dangerous thing. <laughs> well, it depends give, on who has the authority. When you give people authority, it, they use it. And, and the, the Philadelphia Parking Authority is they, using they're it. They're using it. They're yeah. using it. Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. No. So they, they did. I don't like it. So, I, you know, so I, I wanted some details because I thought it was, a, they were a little quick on the trigger to, uh, to tow my car because I parked it. I had a record of it because I take a picture of my car. So I had parked it on the, the Monday morning at 7.20 a.m. because I had to move my car, and it was towed the following morning. So at some point on that Monday, it was booted. So it, I, I parked it, and I booted it. Puss in boots. Parking boots. How do you know it was booted? They told me it was booted. They said there was a boot, and then it was towed. No, 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 no. I, I'm just telling you what they told me. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. When they put a boot on your car. Do you think a $932 ticket makes sense? <laughs> yeah, but a boot is so you can't use your car because they don't want to tow it. They don't want to be towing cars for one parking ticket. Well, they did in this case. So I guess it was expensive enough. So anyway, so I go to, I finally go, I pay this ticket because I have to, because I need to get my car because I don't want it to add up in the lot. So now I take a, an Uber or a Lyft out to this lot to pick up this car. So I've got the receipt that I've paid my parking tickets and I'm standing in line with this other woman. Uh, she looks at me and she says, you know, can you believe we're here? And I said, I said no, I can't. I, I said, but here we are. Let's pay our tickets. I said, mine's from, you know, 2019. She goes, oh, mine's from 2010. I was like, 2010? I said, how much did you have to pay? 1800 Oh, this is so silly. So, <laughs> so I'm just doing, I'm doing the back of the envelope math. You know, eighteen hundred, a thousand, five thousand, seventy, almost eight thousand dollars. The and, city and just has a few made, people. Just three people <laughs> that the city has made. So it got me thinking: Where's that money going? Because I got to tell you, I almost I got a flat tire not too long ago from a pothole. It ain't going to potholes. The streets, right? It, I don't know. I, I it's um, I'm I'm not. I don't get it. I don't know. I feel like there's a parking authority kingpin or queenpin. It could be. Uh, I guess they figure you're going to have to pay it, and people that don't fight it, I, that's what I think. I think they're making the money on the people that don't want to leave work or take the time to show up in parking authority. Well, I, I think you're right. So what ends up happening? Otherwise, there's no way. There's no way. If the city were making this kind of money, the parking authority, well, I take that back. I don't know what, the, I don't know what they're doing. I need, I'd like to know. I can tell you what they're not doing. Yeah. They're not negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> this is, there is clearly a no negotiation. Can we, yeah, can we talk? <laughs> yeah, there's no, and this poor father was trying to talk. It, they're, they're not talking. I, I, I would think uh, that could be a spot where you might, you have to be careful. I mean, people could get really pissed off. Well, <laughs> there was, you know, they, they did have. I mean, I don't mean daddy and his little girl. Yeah. I mean, really pissed off, you know, like, uh, it sounds like it could be a 
a situation when you're telling somebody they owe five thousand dollars and they can't get their car it's a lot of money so it also what was the lot like where you went to pick it up it was a lot like a lot did it look like something out of a movie set it didn't no no it you know there was a high school baseball game going across across the street it was actually very suburban really it was like close to port richmond so i was i was actually you know i was i thought we'd be going through some pretty tough neighborhoods and it would be not so great to to pick up my car but that was not the case the car was there it looked good i just gotten washed <laughs> at uh at the Kazanis's car wash on rio grande avenue this weekend it looked great they knew which car it was they're like yeah that's a good car we yeah we parked it over there okay thanks we'll let you out it was like i was like at a valet <laughs> we'll let you out it was great you know it was they were so friendly once i paid yeah why not why not but not uh, a good customer it's a good yeah it's a good uh it's a it's a good deal so anyway so i, I had to pay this bill and uh this Still. ticket and uh yeah so we were out a thousand bucks so i'm gonna have to wash some more dishes but that said okay. we're okay yeah it had me thinking about um this summer you know we did a lot of uh we did a lot of recording up on the wildwood boardwalk on behalf of maury's peers uh we were recording the on the boards sessions and mm -hmm. one of our first guests was a, a parking authority. Do you remember his name? I don't. You know, I meant to look it up before this, but I didn't. And it was Mike, maybe Mike. Yeah. We asked yeah. him what he was on a scale out of 10. He gave himself a 10 out of 10. Of course. Which he should have. Yeah. He was a Philly 10. But he warned us that he was somebody that you didn't like. And he was a parking authority. I think he was a tow truck driver. He was. Yeah. He so was. So he was the guy. He, he probably towed my car. Little did he know. Yeah, he was. Let me he tell you, was. Mike, you're not a 10 in my book. Like Mike, a, if you're out there you're like listening to the podcast, because you have been part of it, you yeah. might have been the driver. You might have been the driver. I know you could have waited, Mike, if your name is in fact Mike. I don't know about that 10. It's like a Philly 2. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, that was, uh, that was a nice day. That was like, uh, that's just your everyday run of the mill yeah, it was Tuesday. It was just an every Tuesday. But yeah, that was a good day. It was, a, uh, you know, despite everything, it was actually a good day yesterday. It was beautiful. First day, of first, second day of spring. Second day of spring. Yeah. So nice. 64 degrees, sunny nice, in the city. Nice and warmer uh, here in Philadelphia than it is at the beach. So just a little bit, nothing coming off the ocean. So it's really nice. Yeah. You have any other complaints about the beach you want to share? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure I could come up with something. You have a list going? <laughs> I'm sure I could come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come up with something. Well, as we're coming up with something, we are in the second season. We keep saying that we're going to reach out to this new family member. We're sorry. We have not yet. I did. No, no actually, I did. So tell us. Give us an update then. Uh, an update was, um, you know, we exchanged texts and um, that, you know, we both, I guess, had a lot, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So um, we're going to get together, you know, and meet for coffee. So, and we will. We will. It's just been... I don't know why it's been, you know, hard to kind of set a date and a time because I know we both want to. So, well, we've had a lot of life in the way. Yeah, a lot of stuff that you know you're doing, and of course it's up here as well. So up where? Up here in this uh, area. Okay. Up here. I thought you were pointing to your head. No, it's all up here. It's all up here. It's all up here. <laughs> where do you keep all that magic? Up here. It's all up here. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll get there sooner than later. And we were, um, it was funny, before we started uh, uh, over to Philadelphia and the studios, we're at the Dakota Studios on 23rd and Chestnut. This is where our production company uh, produces and hosts the Dakota Live podcast. On behalf of Dakota, the company, uh, we had a couple podcasts today. Mom, you came to join. You sat uh, patiently and comfortably out in the 
on the green room. Yeah, nice, very nice. And now very we're at the desk. This is the desk where I sit every Wednesday. And uh, but we were talking about uh, you know just uh, and we just actually had this conversation with one of my colleagues, uh, Kathy Elosis, the chief investment officer from Drexel. We were just talking about talking and communicating with people, making eye contact, being empathetic, compassionate. But we found that there's some differences between empathy and compassion, didn't we? Did we? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm grasping at straws. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we did. We were going to talk about tickets, but I, you know, it had me thinking actually about that father and daughter because uh, you know it's it's only a matter of time oh. when I'm that dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I'll maybe I'll be more compassionate because I know it, you know might not have been fully her fault. Now I, this it was this kid's fault. Yeah, it's her this fault. kid was a thousand, a hundred percent to blame. Yeah, it's her fault. But you know, knowing, um, thinking back knowing dads he's already over it you know he was probably over you think it so by, yeah, yeah yeah i think so too yeah he's uh she um, she not a stressful bone in her body gotta love it she was like she could have been waiting you know hey, for her coffee at wawa because they had the wrong number anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it boiled down to the wrong number of tickets it was it had nothing to do with the where it was parked or the fact that the car hadn't been registered in two years. Or the fact that the fact that it's you know I I, I found that out a long time ago about the whole ticket process. Um, a relative of mine that will go uh, unnamed uh, took my car to Cape May, went out for dinner, parked the car, got a ticket, didn't pay it. So I so you get a thing in the mail like you know that you, you know you owe this money. Um, I don't remember it accumulating, though. I don't remember it accumulating. Anyway, that's, that's when I thing. found out that it's not, because I'm like, wait a minute, I wasn't in Cape May. I didn't park my car here. So I'm, I, you know, I'm indignant. It, and they're like, no, your car was there. I'm like, no, my car wasn't there, right? So I'm arguing with these people. And then I come to find out that it has nothing to do with the person driving the car. It's, uh, it's the car. It's the car, and that's what actually uh, this, wom car. this woman who was getting her car impounded said the same thing. That's how long she had had the car. I was a little confused. I was, sh I was sharing this story, and I, I thought it was her, but you're, you're right. It was the car. It was an old car. Yeah. That's how long she'd had this car. Yeah, it's the car. So the if car I borrow your car yeah. and I get 100 parking tickets, yeah. that's your problem. Makes you wonder if we should, in we should really invite any of the new relatives <laughs> into the mix. <laughs> well, we, we can't. Just, just don't borrow your car. car right? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. So we're just yeah. We can't wait to meet you. Just no don't ask for our car. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't ask to borrow the car. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we've got that. But I was thinking, I was feeling a little bit more uh, uh, compassionate for this father. And I found out there's a difference between compassion and empathy. Well, the spelling, for one. God, God great point. Where do I even go from there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, one starts with a C. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's an eight. Well, yeah, it was funny. I, I, so I learned that uh, when you feel empathy, it actually elevates the brain's pain center. So when you're empathizing with somebody, ouch, you're actually feeling it. So if you are a, a naturally empathetic person, you actually take on a lot of another person's pain. So if somebody's going through something that you are, you, you know, you kind of you think you're. So, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. So I'm at the primary care physician in pain <laughs> oh yeah and i say to him this isn't my pain this isn't my pain actually this pain 
I was standing next to somebody in Wawa. I, no, I was on the I was on the bus. Yeah. And I was empathizing with this guy was having kidney stones. So it's not really my pain yeah, or my are, kidneys. Yeah, they're they're called EKCs. Empathetic kidney stones. Empathetic, right, right. Empathetic kidney stones. No, I know what you're trying like to e, say. Yeah, EKS. It, it just struck me as funny that I'm sort of assuming somebody else's pain. Yeah, yeah, you, you physical. do. Physical. It's physical. Yeah, they, they, they found that it actually activates a part of the brain that, uh, you know, that, that is where the, the, your pain center is, where compassion activates areas for positive feelings, connection. So when you're, yeah, that when, makes sense. Yeah, when you're, it's kind of C word. It's a C. When you're feeling compassionate, um, it, it, it creates that feeling of, of doing good or feeling good. But I guess the key is you're doing it at a safer distance. So when you're feeling compassionate for somebody, you're really not, you're feeling for them, but you're not feeling with them. And I guess that's a, that's a key distinguishing factor according to this research that I was. I feel you, Rob. I actually feel you so much. I think my blood pressure is lowering because I'm <laughs> empathizing with your situation. Yeah, yeah. It's painful. <laughs> uh, well, it is painful. But what's not painful is the fact that we are killing it with the 12-pound podcast. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're doing well. This is going to be, um, I think this is going to be our 23rd episode that we are recording and we'll be releasing in the next couple of days. So I'm still into compassion and empathy. Are you, compa tell me. Okay, you can be both. Of course, <laughs> of course, because I read of, something. Of course. I read something, so I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so you can I heard be it both. on a podcast. Yeah, you could be I'm both. An expert. Um, or, or one lacking the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one lacking the other. Yeah, so, and sometimes you can be too much of one thing. Well, that's level four. Probably, yeah. but I think that uh, I think we're lacking a little bit in the compassion area because you know you get desensitized. You just do. You know when you see so much, I don't know, pain of whatever kind of pain you want to talk about. Whether it's you know a lot of people, a lot of sickness. You know a lot of. Uh, violence mm -hmm. you know a lot of uh and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know people just aren't connecting with each other you know yeah um yeah that's the irony i guess the uh you know compassion is supposed to be you know feeling for someone from a safe distance and you'd think maybe like the phone could create a safe distance but i think it, it, it creates no, we a, had a safe distance because i feel very i feel compassion for you i know i feel threatened by you <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, how, how, what would you say our distance is here at this? We're about two and a half feet. Two and a half feet? Yeah. Should I move? No, you feel good. We can stay okay. close to the microphone. Okay. Well, I, I think it, when, it, when it comes to um, helping people in a meaningful way, sometimes it, it is good to have a safe distance. It can, it, it can help you. We had an episode on this, right? It can help you avoid burnout. Or boundaries. It can help you establish boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. yeah. You have to be careful because... People can take people can take advantage of your compassion, you know. Um, so you just have to, you know, sort of be able to show compassion, but also be able to, yeah, I don't like the word, but kind of protect yourself, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, from definitely from burnout. Yeah, I, and and I think you're right. I think if you're somebody who tends to do a lot for people. You know, you're, you're, you know, you can be um, encouraged to, to practice putting up those boundaries and, 
you know, creating some distance so you're not, uh, you're not taking on too much. So that actually goes into what, at least this podcast I was listening to, that um, nurses and, and medical professionals can experience burnout if, they're, if they are naturally predisposed to higher levels of empathy. So it's hard to separate yourself from it. Whereas sometimes that, you know, that nurse or that doctor who feels a little bit removed, they may be saying the right things, but they don't feel like, you know, they're with you. You know, that's, that's by design. That's their, that's their, you know, protection. That's their mechanism to separate, you know, to give themselves that two and a half feet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can't be taking all that home. You know, you can't be, you know, going home at night with, you know, kind of all that somebody else's story yeah you know it's it's um you're trying to help while you're there i mean that's your job and thank god there are people that i say that all the time people that that want to do that and love doing it Mm -hmm. you know i was just talking to a um um hospice nurse and always thought that she well actually palliative care and always thought that she wanted to before she became a nurse practitioner wanted to work in the maternity ward where things were being born where life was starting where people were basically not that there isn't aren't things that happen in the maternity ward that can be quite sad but for the most part it's a fairly upbeat place and after all the school and the studying and different you know um jobs you know trying out different things this is where she finds herself and she is shocked at how much she enjoys it and how rewarding it is how rewarding it is she really thinks she's found her niche I, I can I can absolutely see that. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's interesting. I think those those bookends of our lives, you know, the beginning and the end, um, it, it's a very important place to have help. You know, care, mm-hmm. guidance, guidance. Uh, guidance. Did you just say that? I, I, I did. Oh, man, great minds. It's a jinx. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a jinx. jinx. It's a jinx, Which but it's a good jinx. It's not very compassionate when you say things like that. <laughs> it is. Well, because I'm empathizing. <laughs> I'm feeling you deeply. <laughs> But it's funny, yeah, the bookends of life are, are really interesting. I think um, I was having a conversation uh, with, with Saunders recently. We were talking about doulas and that in the beginning of life, you know, you'll have a, a doula to help you bring your child into the world. They, they're, they're welcome in the hospital, you yeah. know, if you want to add them to your, you know, your roster of people to come into the, the delivery room or, or at least in your room once you've delivered the baby. Um, they're through, you know, they're with you through the beginning, you know, during the delivery and then after for right. a few weeks, right? But at the end of life, palliative care is one area. But I was just interested if there were doulas for the end of life. And there are. So there are actually doulas who specialize in, um, you know, compassionate end of life planning. So so it's, it's you know, palliative and doula. It's kind of like more of that um, that bridge, you know, to help people guide yeah. you through whatever absolutely next. absolutely and um i can see where it would be you know rewarding she was saying that uh and like anything else there are certain whether you call it families or individuals that you do get closer to um just as you do in life yeah so i think it's a time that your life you just don't know shit you know you know, really and, and you don't know and anything you're scared, and you're scared scared you know so when that, a baby's you, you coming yeah. yeah when a baby's coming into the world you don't know what you're doing. You've never done this before. You're relying on other people in a very institutional setting. You have no idea 12 pounds is going to try to come out. God you forbid. No, you have no idea. And you never know that 45 years later you'll make a podcast out of it. <laughs> <laughs> the afterbirth. Who knows what the next 20 years 
We're going to have an end-of-life doula hold right. it, holding your microphone. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it's true. That's true. It's like you don't... Uh, yeah, it's just a little bit different. I mean, it's the unknown. It's the unknown. And when you have someone that's experienced that with so many people, you know, they've seen a lot of how it can go, you know, how it can go. So, you know, it's like anybody telling you that's okay, that's, I don't know, the word normal for some reason is, uh, the word normal sometimes seems to be a word of compassion. It's like, or empathy, it's like, you know, you're doing something and you think, oh my God, this is only happening to me. And then somebody says to you, no, 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 it's totally normal. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Totally shared experiences. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I don't know how many times people tell you you're normal, Rob, but, uh, you know. It's it doesn't happen often. Not often. Not enough. <laughs> no, but sure it's it also hard, too, sure to hear, you know, that's the other thing. Sometimes you tell people you're good and you're really good, like things are really good. And sometimes people don't want to hear that either. It depends. I'm, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that's why, like any other profession, I'm sure there are people that are just so good at it because because they listen. It's like anything else. You know, you're listening to the person. You're mm -hmm. listening to their fears and concerns. You know, you're addressing them. It's not textbook. Uh, uh, some of it is. But, you know, there are pers different personalities. Can um, you repeat that? I wasn't listening. <laughs> you did that to me once before. You, you know, it never gets old. <laughs> if, 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 uh, for our first-time listeners, what, what episode? don't yeah. ruin the joke. Go back and listen to uh, sure all the different episodes. may not remember that one. And let me know which one, which episode. Start at the beginning. And let me know which episode he said that before, because that's called, I think, redundant. Yeah, it's a little repetitive. Repetitive. It's an R word. It's an R word, it's that, an R it's, word. which is also spelled different, but right. kind of means the same means thing. Means the same thing. Kind of means the, same, the same. Kind thing. of. Um, well, I am. Um, I'm very happy to be doing this podcast with you, and I'm very grateful that we have uh, we have churned out all of these great episodes. Me too. I just want to tell you that I care about your suffering. Oh, he's so full of shit. <laughs> you know, um, what I want to give somebody a plug, uh, and if you should really be listening, we went for uh, lunch from Dakota to, what was the name of the church? Rosie's, Rosie's Tacos. Rosie's people, Rosie's there. This is a 23rd free, and Walnut. free advertising. 23rd and Walnut, really exceptionally good. I know, I had to hold your feet in that notch, <laughs> <laughs> in that chip and guac. It's really good. It was really good. It was good. Really good. Unfortunately, they're not sponsoring us, but we're going to give them a plug anyway. Yeah, you never Maybe know. Maybe they will next episode. Yeah, we'll just have to walk down there and say, what do you think, guys? We will. Well, we're definitely um, we're definitely excited about the next several weeks. Uh, spring is sprung. The grass is riz. I wonder where the Moriers is. Out among the trees and flowers. I don't remember the rest. That's where they like to, ro that's where they like to roam. And if you leave your name and number, they'll call when they get home. And we always did. That's what, when you've had to leave messages on an answering machine. That was the message. Yeah. I used to just leave like songs, like sad songs on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I would always give people, yeah, I was giving people mixed messages. Sad songs. Sad songs. But good songs. Always, always good songs. Well, we've got a lot of episodes. So we're going we're gonna to make this happen with our family member. We keep saying it, but it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen next episode. Something's going to happen. The next episode, I really want to, uh, we were laughing at, uh, well, we're always laughing, but we were laughing at lunch and... Um, I want to. One of the episodes has to be about uh, you know the uh, expression, you know, don't beat a dead horse. Right. So we were sitting there talking, and the, and what came to my mind was, 
What, what was it, Rob? I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. See, you have to... Can I write this? Why we got to write no, no, everything no, no, no. down? It was, it was, you know, when you're beating... Everybody knows what that means. Like, you're, don't, you're beating a dead horse. And the horse is dead. Yeah, the horse is dead. The horse is dead. The horse is dead. <laughs> is going to be the name of the the uh, podcast. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how, as human beings, we just keep at it. We just keep kicking the horse. He's dead. He's been dead. He's he's gone. He's gone. Let him go. He's gone. <laughs> right. He's a dead horse. That's what we're going to talk about. All right, I like it. Well, the horse is dead. We're going to beat some dead horses. Uh, we're going to be back next week. We're on a roll now. Uh, for our listeners who are listening this week, check out last week. We revived our 12 by 20 series. Uh, we interviewed Christina Wallace from Harvard Business School. Uh, she just released a new book called The Portfolio Life, uh, How to Risk Manage, Diversify, and Create Better Work-Life Balances. Nice. Yeah, really good, really interesting interview. Um, really smart and uh, yeah, interesting book. So please take a look at that and you know give it a listen. It's on YouTube as well. We did do a video with that. Uh, we're going to start to to beef up our video game as well. In the spring, we've got a you know we're growing, so we've got a little bit of a we've got a little bit of a staff now who help us out on the uh, on the production side. So yeah, big time. This is happening. We're big time. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, yeah, we're we're just we're, our power is growing. Our power is growing. We're we're going out for lunch. I could say we yeah we expense lunch and the credit card went through. <laughs> right, we went out for lunch. I'd like I, to thank uh, actually thank um, the uh, people here, the employees, and everyone at Dakota for uh, being so welcoming. Yeah, we love them. Genevieve Lemay, Roberto, Roberto, Jamie, wonderful, very very nice people. Thank you so much. It's uh, it was really fun coming into the city. Yeah, and you you did it. You survived it. So far, so good. You're going to go home, take a two-hour nap. And <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. That's the, uh, you know, this is the magic. Behind the microphone, it's she's the sleeping. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> I did, we had to revive her to get her in front of the mic, but the chips helped. Yeah, delicious. All right, well, this was a great episode. I think this was one of my favorites because we are we are where we've, uh, where we've achieved. So yeah. it's exciting yeah, it's stuff. Good stuff. All right, Mom. I love you. I love you too, kid. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.